welcome to this latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. And I've just got to say, I've just enjoyed watching uh, this afternoon on BBC iPlayer, The Naked Rambler. And to keep things uh, in the similar theme, we sat around here this evening naked. And I tell you what, I thought there were some big blokes in this room, but I've changed my mind now. It's cold, Barry, it's cold. <laughs> All right, Gareth, how are you doing? Cold. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> all right, thank you very much. Okay. Rob? Yeah, I'm all right. Not quite as cold as Gareth, but you're still pretty cold. Quite hot, <laughs> Barry. Oh, well, all right then. Enough said. Hiya, Dan. Hello. Or is it Danielle? You were very cold. <laughs> Just Dan, thank Dan, you. Dan, all right. Hey, Paul? I'm all right, but I'm not playing along with your. <laughs> I'm shattering your illusion. I'm fully dressed. Yeah, I know. I know, yeah. You're just not joining in, are you? No. Right, okay. Well, we will uh, from you very quickly. And make, I think you've been at Springy before you come in tonight, because uh, you're just sat there, you've got your big hat on, and that's it. So what? What's wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. It's a free, free country, eh? It is, it is. Gross indecency. Well, I thought it was microphone, not to be honest, broke into it three times. Hey, <laughs> 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 Gray. Harry. Uh, can we dress like a doll? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, enough of this frivolity. Enough of the frivolity tonight. Uh, this on this episode of the Progress with Unity podcast, we're going to be looking at looking back at the Doncaster game. We're going to have a look at chat about the injury list, incomings and outgoings. We're going to look forward to the Palace game, and if we have enough time at the end, we'll have a little look to next Tuesday when we play the Borough. We'll start off with Doncaster. I think Gareth's got a few... Sh- Welcome back, Gareth, by the way. You weren't here last week. No, I couldn't make it last week, so no. we had uh, Dan stepped in. Playing a mm. mighty fine job yes. he did as well. I came dressed as him. He did. He, did, he had yeah. a check shirt on and a brown jumper. Right. Uh, or sweater, as he was called. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Question of sports sweater. Well, I thought it was, he looked a little bit like Frank Boff rather than... Uh, <laughs> I, to be fair... Paul Sharner. To be fair, Gareth's got a look of Frank Buff. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> 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 I thought. But those who, who, I mean, this is this is an audio uh, broadcast, isn't it? not a visual. But I always thought Gareth looks a bit like Head Harris, the uh, actor. If people know who Ed Harris is, mm, no one on this yeah. table. Yeah, yeah, I know. Once he's the lead in the Abyss. He was in, he was also in The Truman Show, which again has been on this week. Yeah. Uh, the Truman Show. Anyway. Was he in Paul 13 as well? Or is that somebody else? Yeah, he was. It was Grand King Charles. Knock on. Right, anyway. I think Gareth's got some stats from the Doncaster game. Yes, I've got some stats from the Doncaster game, and I'm definitely not Frank Boff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't right. say you were. <laughs> you had a look. It's an easy mistake to make when you wear that gimp mask, though, isn't it? <laughs> Okay, Doncaster v Wigan Athletic. Possession, 48% to Doncaster and 52% to the Latics. Attempts, 15 to Doncaster and 8 to the Latics. Of which on target, Doncaster managed 5 and sadly only Wigan only managed 1, which is terrible. Fouls committed, 13, 12 by Latics. Yellow cards, 2 to Doncaster and we only got one. Thankfully, no reds, and the score, three 0 to Doncaster. Rob, I know you. I, I couldn't make the game, and I know you went. Yeah. Um, but I've spoken. Just in fact, I was getting text messages from people all afternoon saying it's the worst that they've seen us play this season. Is that a fair summary? Not fair, wrong, really. I, I mean, it was a fair. Well, it, it was polar opposite to recent performances. What we've seen. There was no pressure on the ball, which was evident in, from the first goal. If you watch the ball, what came in, it wasn't particularly good defending. We stood off, dangerous areas, no pressure on the ball, no marking. Uh, Chris McCann played centre half, looked awful first half, got moved second half, improved, but I think damage was already done. Uh, Boyce and Burnett didn't have that cohesion between them. Boyce obviously started at centre half. We really struggled defensively on Saturday. Uh, we ran out of legs. We didn't look like we had any energy in us at all. And we looked, we looked like a really, really tired side. Mm. Do you think it was due to the changes then? Well, I think it doesn't help when you've got so many 
defensive injuries. I think that was probably the key thing to the result. But we had a lot, a lot of tired legs out there. There was, I know Roslyn wants to play this high pressing game, but mm. we, we was way off the pace. We were second to virtually every ball for the full ninety minutes. Greg Hughes also there, weren't you? Mm, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, did we go back three? Yeah, and it, it, it puzzled me a bit that because I'm I'm a big Chris McCann fan. I think he's come on more than anyone this year. This year. He's really settled into the side when he's playing in, in the field. He's you know he's doing so well, but I've not seen him have a good game yet playing in that defensive three. You know, Millwall he was poor, um, and again and MK Dons the other week he wasn't that good. So I'd, I mean, fair for me to question Ross's tactics, but I just. Don't see why he'd not swallow his pride and play the back four a little bit. You know, I, I just thought that had been a bit more, you know, natural to put him a can in midfield sort of thing. But you know, he's, he's worked before. He's, he's got wins from before with it. So um, it was just a bit of a confusing lineup, and I, I just think they were tired as well. I, just, I don't think it was a lack of effort at all. Uh, some people said, um, but they, they were just tired. That's something people always throw at the team when they're losing. Yeah, lack of effort. Yeah, but, yeah they, they mean know. Rob's right. They weren't as pressing. They weren't as pressing. They didn't look. They didn't look <coughs> in the game anywhere near as much as Doncaster did. Best, better side run on the day by far. Those stats completely prove that. Um, I don't think we got much wrong apart from the McCann thing. That's the only thing I questioned in terms of what Rossler did. He's the rest of the lineup. I thought he got a lot right. Um, I felt a bit sorry for Maynard because he struggled being the lone striker, um, but. That was a bit of a surprise, though. I mean, I don't know if you thought anything about that. Then, when he dropped Fortune and brought me there, and two into, he's not been prolific this season, Fortune, but he hits a bit of form, two in two, and then he finds himself on the bench. Yeah, that was a bit surprising. We mentioned this last week. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're still looking for a striker, but I really thought that perhaps Fortune is coming to the fore now. He's going to be the saviour, as it were, of our season. But then Maynard comes straight in as soon as he's signed, so that's interesting. Is it a squad rotation tactic? Well, is it not? He wants to get the most out of the striker given games. But I, I was still surprised to, to see Fortuny uh, on the better. I thought he may, may have played both of them. Mm. Nailing your colours to the mast, isn't it? We lack a striker. I've just got hold of a striker. Here's the man I want to do it. In he comes. Shows a lack of confidence in what you already had. Don't necessarily. I mean, it's proven not to be the wisest of the moves on the the result of the day, and you wonder how that's affected other players to be, because it was a flat performance all around, wasn't it? <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think it was as subtle as that, to be honest with you. I think what what this was was an opportunity for the gaffer to actually swap and change things, convinced that they were probably going to get three points, and I think it was an, an ideal opportunity to break, you know, to break in a new striker, to perhaps have a go at saying, "Are we playing a back three? Well, and this is what could happen during the season banking on the fact that they were a bankable three points weren't they mm. but like you said Paul it backfired and it backfired big style but I don't I don't think there was anything uh, you know I think you can read between the lines um, caution I think you can read between the lines the fact that the gaffer were trying to do something different I don't think there was any any retribution in there at all about People like Fortuny or anything like that. No. Just before it comes to guys, because I know he wants to say something, but we all sat around here last week and we was all saying how, we, how well we were going to play and how, how many goals we were going to do and by. I said it'd be tough. I'll you did, say, you did. I did only say one. I did. I did. We took a big following. Mm. We've got to gain that on paper, looks easy. These are the stumbling blocks. This is when it's going to happen, isn't it? They're like they're, they're the banana skins. Them games, and, uh, and we're looking at it. I mean, at least it was it was only three 0 At least we didn't go to Reading and get Dick seven one. So yeah, see, yeah. there was a bit of uh, bit of light. And the coincidence of the timing with that always helps, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, the same weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sting yeah. softens, yeah. softens your Just blow. <laughs> I disagree with that. I think it was bloody awful to oh. be honest. For us to go to Doncaster. Doncaster has scored three goals in 720 minutes. Three goals since the 30th of November. They scored three in 62 minutes against us. I think Wigan were damned unprofessional and should have won that game. I'm not saying that what was done was right. I'm not. What I'm saying is it's a bloody big mistake. And it's an even bigger mistake when you look at the number of fans who went. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, he's disrespectful to them as well. Well, then, well then it's easy to see, call it a mistake in retrospect. In, in what you've got to do is you've got to call that mistake beforehand and say, look, that's not the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to play with whoever you would have selected in, instead of. Because it's, it's dead easy after the results. They, uh, you shouldn't really have done that. It didn't work. Mm. As long as we learn from it. Because <coughs> everybody's allowed to make mistakes as long as you learn from them. It's, it's, it's the fool who goes and commits the same error again. Isn't I've been, uh, not trained all week though. Yeah, he said he came out and said that he'd done really well in training. Yeah, and that's why he's okay. given his chance. So, because yeah. looking at some of the forces they put out do from diff- different days, you know, the train. So he'd been there all week. Yeah. Well, what's his, uh, I mean, Kyle put Will Keenan, didn't he? And he? He turned up on Friday afternoon and he was starting Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. the most bizarre thing. Yeah, that he, he was going around dressing room, going, right, so what's your name again?" <laughs> was that was that the derby again? Uh, yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. lost last three one. Yeah. That was that. Yeah. that, that I, I don't, the, the only performance I compared Doncaster to was the derby one. We yeah. were both yeah. as poor as each other. Yeah. Um, whether it was, I don't know whether we underestimated them or not, because I think we certainly did that at the DW. You know, and yeah. the, the two all draw early in the season, but they just, you know, they just looked a bit more anxious than us and yeah. on the ball. Like We've not got a, an, a, an impressive record against Doncaster throughout the season, so have we? And that's six times we've been to their place now and lost mm. every time the last six games. 1988 last time we won there, was it Barry? It was, yeah, 1988 and right. that, that was a 5-3 victory for us. And they're usually games involving quite a few goals. So, do we put it down to experience, a bad day at the office, a blip? Or it was a bad week, because they, they were bad on the Tuesday as well, you've got to remember. They were, they were you know, they, they scraped through on Tuesday, I know they won yeah. by two goals, but that was an extra time. They scraped through... So maybe that's the extra time's a bit of a carryover. Maybe, maybe not well, a lot. You know, there's yeah. quite a big I, cost I, on with players, but it's you know it's just a bad week. I mean, he's he's done so well so far. It's I, the first game we've lost under him, Pep and Maribor, obviously, when they didn't deserve to lose. Put it behind them. Cut this weekend. The thing you can look at is that's three of the last four for me. Greg said them. about the MK Dons game away. He said his quote last week was, "They were the best team for 90 minutes." Mm. Nick Pohl and Ali Olabsi dragged us through that game. Is that what you said? Yeah, you're right. Pretty much. We conceded three goals against the MK Dons at the DW. Should have won that game. True. You know, mm. alright, we beat Bournemouth 3 0, but three of the last four games we've underperformed. Well, we've mm. come out of it quite alright because there's only one loss in all of that. I, it's salvageable. We conceded nine goals, definitely. Three. You look at the league points, we're on two points a game, mm. and that's. Championship form in any division you're in, you're, you're fighting, you're, you're there yeah. or thereabouts. If you're picking up two points a game, I'm not fussed. I know it's ridiculous, and someone will probably shoot me down here, but I'm not fussed about everybody playing yeah. in a cup like that. As long as they're playing well in the league and consistent, well, we'll come to that. I know, no, 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 there's another yeah, debate, yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah, if you take the cup performances out of it, they've done all right in the league, haven't they? Yeah, you, yeah. You know, I, yeah absolutely. Was a blip, so. is, is, do you think some of the problems is this defensive? Frailty that we've got. We've, we've yes. played yeah. McCann at the back and we're yeah. struggling. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That was a, that was a, that was a m- massive, massive part of Saturday. And I think when it got changed at half time, I know we didn't improve that much, but well, that the game was pretty much done then. I think they, they, only, they were sec- we were second to everybody. It was a massive that, change in the game at MK Dons, wasn't it? When Boyce came on and, and the whole battle line just solidified and looked far more comfortable. Also, oh, it didn't help as well. Doncaster Don a full week's preparation for just that game. We had obviously 120 minutes midweek. Probably only had two days preparation for this Doncaster game. Can't use that as an excuse because all top sides play a lot of games, don't they? So you can't use that as an excuse. But maybe the tiredness didn't help as well. So it just it just always seems destined to be the idea though because I mean Nick Powell goes through one on one. He gets he, not only does he get on target usually, he puts him back at net, but he puts it over the bar. And you're just thinking to yourself, I've never been as so low in confidence at one 0 down away from home, yeah. you know, against the p- poorer side that we weren't going to win it. And All three of the goals were bad goals as well, weren't they? I mean, that first one was a shock. Absolutely there. shocking. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a powder puff. Well, it was a powder puff effort, wasn't it? I mean, it must be travelling. I don't know. It was very underage shots. I don't. Know, I didn't think at the time that it. Sh- it you know, I should have done better on that. It was just really poor marking. It was, it was pretty at the back post, wasn't it? It, it was Keegan on the edge of the box, but Carter was very slow going yeah. out to the, it. The more, that was the most disappointing thing about everything. I know the marking was really poor, but it was a lack of pressure on the ball. If mm. you're not putting pressure on the ball, you've got to make sure you're tight with your Especially in them areas. Yeah, exactly, well. yeah. yeah. And then, 
was it Richie Wellens run through for for the second goal? Yeah, no, brain that braining character didn't have a great game. He either got caught out once or twice. The but penalty was clumsy, wasn't it? It was, yeah, wrong, wrong, wrong side of him yeah. when he brought him down. No I'm not seeing. I mean, I'm not seeing a replay. I've only seen it from down the goals, but Ross seemed to imply that it was a bit of a dive. Nah, it, it, was, it, it was a penalty. Yeah. I've, I've seen. Like from where I was, it, lo- it looked at. Yeah, it looked it, it, and no, no one argued that end, but yeah, nailed on. Right, so we, we've mentioned that they were tired, and the defending for the goals was shocking. What I wanted to ask for those who went to the game, Nicky Maynard, what do you overall? He couldn't get into it, but he can't. I mean, mostly you can't judge him on that because he, you know, he was poor, but you know, he'll have plenty of opportunities to come to. He, he just, you know, it's just a, a bad, bad game for him to have his debut. Yeah. He, he was. In no way to blame for the performance. Oh no, I was just seeing how you, you felt he no. played. He got fed through yeah. by Gomez mm. first half. Yeah. Tested the keeper. It, it was a tight angle. I mean, you know, he, he did okay. He, I thought he got stuck in a bit as well. He, kind of, he dropped back a little bit more than I was expecting him to, mm. and tried to, you know, make a few tackles in the midfield because mm. you know they were winning that possession battle all game. Perversely, but, I'm quite happy about that because that just takes all the pressure off, doesn't it? And he can get stuck in and bad goals and if, if you go in and score a couple in your first game suddenly you, you become El Saviour don't you and then that's it and right, it, right, right, we're going on it could be a bit of a wake up call for the whole team because maybe they have been dropping off a bit lately as Gareth points yeah. out three of the last four weren't yeah. the best performances it might yeah. be a bit of a wake up call to you know got two weeks and well ten days sorry until the next league game after that yeah and, and again you know, we'll move on to it but you, you've got something to prove this weekend haven't you as well hmm I think it'd be a very different team. Mm. Right, talking about the uh, the uh, defenders and the injuries. Uh, this week, Rosler's mentioned the fact that both Rogner and Ramis are coming back. Uh, he said that uh, Rogner's training again on, on the grass. I don't know what he means by that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not. It's the medicine they use on the continent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says Ramis is getting uh, getting close again. So I, I don't know if you've heard anything, Greg. Malone has gone back to the US anti for a check. Yeah. Is that yeah, close yeah. to fitness or close to signing for Crystal Palace? Close to fitness, mate. I believe. Oh. Yeah. I'd be very surprised oh. if they got rid of a defender. Well, not got rid of, but you know what I mean. Agree to lose your defender, especially when he's in contract, and you know the only ones I'd say they're at risk of losing this transfer window is the one who's up in, in the summer. So mm. I know there's a lot of rumours at the moment about Ramis, but when you listen to Ross the talk, he's really intent on on yeah. that defence up and, and bolstering numbers. So I think the last thing he wants to do is, is lose another player. And we've got uh, Scott Carson as well. There's no no word whatsoever on Scott Carson. I've not heard anything at all. No. If anybody's heard anything, no. Have you seen him around the training ground, Gareth? I haven't. Though. No. He could go. Mate. He could go. Yeah, we've got one keeper too many. Are you going to get rid of Scott Carson or Ali Alabsi and be perfectly all right and raise some money in oh. this window? Is there any truth, Greg, in the, in the fact that he only signed a one-year deal when he joined us last summer? Yeah, yeah, one year. One year. One year. I think he signed him for cover, mate. I think yeah. when Nichols coming through. Probably thought we'll send Nichols out on loan this season. I think he's always. I think they've always had the intention. Of I think Nichols I, becoming yeah. probably I, number one. He's, he's kind of hinted that Nichols could go out on loan this winter, but yeah. I think he's probably yeah. checking on Carson. Mm. Whether Carson. Oh, well, I, I would agree with Rob in terms of him signing as cover, but because I would have thought that if you've got a fit Lee Nichols and a fit Ali Alabsi, you don't need that cover um, mm. because you've got Mike Pollitt as that cover. But Ali Alabsi wasn't fit, so. It that just seems a lot of money though, seven, yeah, well 750000 for a one year contract. Yeah, right, but if you, look at, if you look at the thinking of the two managers that we had at the time, it fits. So, I think that's uh, a good signing though, yeah, I think he's a good player. Yeah, oh, he's a good player, but Roberto Martinez probably would have sat there and said, right, quite happy with Lee Nichols, and if need be, I'm quite happy with Mike Pollock. Not got Martinez, have we? Well, no, but we did have at the time when Pollock signed a 12 month deal, mm. and, and then Owen Coyle comes in, and I think at that point, Owen Coyle's gone, Abzi's not fit, I don't, I don't know about Lee Nichols. And they have a problem with him. Well, allegedly. Yeah, yeah allegedly. I, he doesn't know about Lee Nichols, whereas Martinez did, and knew to trust him. Coyle didn't, he saw him as just some young keeper with potential, and then he didn't trust Mike Pollitt, who just got a one-year deal, so he's picked somebody else up on a one-year deal as cover. 
If Owen Coyle had been in charge, a 29 year old keeper seems a, a lot yeah, of money. But, it, but it, it, it makes sense if you don't. If, if, if Owen Coyle had been in charge in the summer, Mike Pollock would not have got another 12 month deal. Because you can get keepers on emergency loans. You can. Mm. Two million pounds. A lot for a fat lump who's 32 as well. On a three year deal. Well, exactly. Yeah. Who's that, sorry? Mm. Right. <laughs> well, how, that was the next thing we was going to come to. So, so you know, we ticked off the injury list. Uh, incomings, outgoings, and Grant Holt we've got going on the agenda. No, mention Grant Holt. Why is gone? Well, it was it's surprising that that he, you know, last week we we sort of talked about the fact that he might might be leaving, and lo and behold, he was off to Villa, and he turned out for him on uh, on Saturday evening. Came on as a sub. Came on as a sub, and he did more running in that 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. than what he's done all season. Feels at home in the Premier League, doesn't he? can he? tell. You can tell yeah. he does, yeah. That, what, what, what does that tell you? It's upstairs where his problems are. I think What's his mentality? One swallowed home, make a summer. Mm, it's go, cash your man back to Barnsley game, he looked look, the, the deal then, didn't he? Yeah. It's up, you see his head. If, if he doesn't want to play here, he just wants to take the money, then he's not going to play. He's obviously gone back with his old mate at, at Villa and thought, right, I'll, I'll try and prove myself and maybe even get a deal back at Villa. I thought Abongo was still on the page, mate, either. <laughs> that turn of speed he put in. <laughs> I've looked at it, Villa. You know, as well, I might yes. get a bit of money back for well, him. That's it, that's the fingers crossed, isn't it, Biddy, as well? Yeah. Um, outgoings, uh, Rob Keenan's uh, reportedly going off to Br- Brentford into home loan again. It sounds like, I, th- I think Keenan, I mentioned before, Nicholas could po- probably both go out on loan, but it, you, know, it's, you might want to be waiting to see if we have to bring anyone in, or you know, if the, the injured parties that don't recover, then you can't send Keenan out a defender if you've got no other defenders, so no. he's, probably just, he's probably just stalling on that one. Yeah. So we've got another week, haven't we? Is there, how long have we got? A week and then, then the loan... We have a, a long window as well, don't we? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So we can go out in that. Mm. So, uh, incomings, re- reputedly, somebody coming in on Thursday. In the next 24 hours, according to the Wigan Evening Post. And Vital Wigan, may I add? Yes. <laughs> Do we have any ideas who it is? A defender of oh, uh, seen into that. Right. What is it? No idea who. <laughs> uh, no idea. No, yeah, but he said he wants a defender only. I'd, I'd be surprised if, it's, if we don't get a defender. Mm. He says he wants to bring in this type of player. So that, <laughs> uh, Somebody who can run like Grant Hall. It's an old Paul Jewel course, isn't it? What Sonny keeps uh, banding around as well. Don't judge me on somebody else's team, judge me on my team. So he's, uh, and he's talking about bringing players in the summer as well. So he's looking to well, it's understandable that. Very understandable because a manager wants to put together the people who he knows can play the way he wants to play the game. How long did it take Martinez to get that? To be fair, he's not done bad with Owen Coyle's team, has he? Mm. Two points a game, a bucket load of wins on the bounce. And Martinez hasn't done too bad with Moyles. Moyles hasn't managed quite as well with Ferguson. I think Everton fans should start worrying though because he's he's signing two strikers, isn't he? You know what his record is with. Strikers, Martinez <laughs> wasn't the best, was it? I think they've done a bit of good business there, getting six point five million for Yelovic. Yeah, we didn't do a bit of bad business getting six million for uh, oh. Aruna Corner, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How many games has he played? Two. Oh, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, let's move on. Uh, we've got a massive game on Saturday, the uh, second most important cut. Comp- uh, competition in English football? Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the FA Cup, we're back on FA Cup time. Hooray. And Gareth, have you got some uh, facts and figures and stats on Crystal Palace, our opponents in the fourth round? Ah, yes. I could be at this a long time. I've got quite a few facts on Crystal Palace. Right, this season, the 16th on 20 points, they've scored 14 goals and conceded 13-1. The leading scorer is Marianne Shamak with five goals. The current form, in the last six games they have won three, lost two and drawn one, which is quite an improvement considering their early season form. Tony Pulis seems to have turned this team around quite well. Yeah, uh, and in that, uh, those last six games is the uh, third round cup tie where they went off to West Brom and beat them 2-0, so that, not a bad result at all that was it for them. Uh, 
I'm looking at the, the, the fixture since Pulis took over. When did they take over? The 23rd of November, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, they won away all that day. And uh, they've got quite a good record, I think, Gareth, haven't they, since then? Yes, as you said. They won away at Hull. They lost the following game to Norwich. They then beat West Ham 2-0. They beat Cardiff 2-0. They lost to Chelsea, which that can happen, and lost to Newcastle. But they won against Villa. Lost narrowly to Manchester City, just the 1-0. So he's tightened the defence up, hasn't he? Made a draw with Norwich. Lost to Spurs, and they beat Stoke 1-0. That was last week, that, with, yeah. uh, with uh, a certain um, Jason... Punch and uh, mm. making amends, didn't it? Yeah, yeah we've seen the very worst and best of him in the last yeah. two weeks. No, no, the worst of him was, uh, I don't know if you catch your man back to last yeah, season. When he had a bread Yeah, and it's off the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not this again. During the yeah. Premier League. And yeah. uh, when he came back and all the fans were singing, we know who you've been. Yeah. <laughs> You've been for a shit. At least he's erased the memory of that now with the penalty miss. Oh, it was a dreadful penalty. It was a shocker one. Still in orbit. Yeah. But of course, he may not be playing um, on Saturday, as many of the Premier League superstars may not be, because we know through experience ourselves of being a Premier League club, you know, we're not any longer, and it's quite sad. But when we were there, we played in the cup, we used to make several changes. Maybe they're going to be sending up a week inside. They've, they've, got the, they've got the biggest squad <coughs> in Europe as well, but which has been a recent study being done. Uh, Can you say that again? Crystal Palace have the biggest squad in Europe. There's an article on the BBC. No, no, it's, it's a fact. I'm uh, always players. signs anyone and Yeah, they've signed 16 players in the summer. I think you will see changes this weekend. I think you're likely to see the young lad up front, that Dwight Gale, they spent £8 million on him. He's got four goals, I believe, this season. Yeah, I don't think he's he's not set the world on fire down there just yet. Uh, but the Peter Chairman thinks he's a world beater, so you know he might get a chance at the. They've got one or two decent players as well. Peter Chairman, glowing praise. Yeah. <laughs> well, they always they all, they always they've got like a bit of a conveyor belt for young stars, aren't they? I mean, obviously we got we've had Moses from there. Mm. We had a Ben Watson came through the ranks yeah. at, at uh, Wilfred Zaha as well. Plus others, others have come through at Palace. Oh, so they, we well, yeah, but we signed Boyce from well, Boyce made his name at Luton, didn't he, before he went on to Palace. Um, but they do have a, a good youth system, don't they? They do. It's one very good indeed. Like you say, you can rattle off quite a few names who they brought through. Jeff but Thomas. I think in recent recent times, it's been the amount of transfers <laughs> in and out of the club. Well, mainly in. Like I said, they've accumulated a massive squad. I don't know if that's going to impact on finances. I don't think it's going to be sustainable for them. Did, uh, I think Palace chairman gave uh, Holloway quite a big transfer waste in the summer. Yeah, he brought in, like I said, 16 plays. So, swallowing up massive wages. Uh, they, sp- they spent a few quid as well. Like I said, they spent £8 million on a championship player. So that, there was a league one player at the time, wasn't it? Because he just got relegated. Ah, well, yeah, they got, they'd been relegated, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's invested quite a bit of money, the chairman, so he'll be expecting results, I suppose. So, anyway, Greg, uh, Palace are in town. Looking forward to it, it'll be a good game. I remember the last time Palace were at Wigan. Do you remember that? I do, well, I remember the results, stuff in 5 0. 5 0, Sky Sports, 12 o'clock kickoff. Yeah, yeah. We were top of the league. Lenny Lawrence was their manager. Mm, ben Watson came on after 38 minutes. He was only 18. Got boots in the second half. Two goals from who do you think scored? Ellington. Ellington, two goals. Somebody else got two goals. Roberts. Roberts. McCulloch. Little. Ah. And Jeff Arsfield scored the other. Jeff Arsfield. Yeah. He didn't uh, score many for us though, did he? He wasn't here long. No, well, at the end of that season, the tables got reversed a little bit. Palace finished sixth. Scripts in the playoffs, we finished yeah. seventh mm. and they went up, beat West Ham at the Millennium Stadium. They sat don't, the we don't grudge them after that game. They had sat Lenny Lawrence and brought in. I can't remember. Oh, the ugliest man in football. Barry. Harry Redknapp. Ian Dowie. Well done, Dan. Ian Dowie. He's going to hunt me down now, is yeah. he? Yeah, he was the one. Who, that's when he came out with bounce back ability, anyway. Bounce back ability, oh, yes. yeah. That was the season yeah. he came out with that. Yeah. <laughs> We've only played uh, Polish three times. Once at all, we just talked about, uh, and twice away. The same season as 2003 4, we drew one apiece, 
uh, we was winning one nil. They equalised later on. That was in April, and then we went there in the, in the uh, Carling Cup. We went there in the Carling Cup, and we lost two one. Yes. Uh, we had a, a, a right team like that there. Albert Crusat played, <laughs> and uh, didn't Watson score for us? Watson scored in the 90th minute. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Against his old team. Mm. And Victor Moses was on the bench, and, and Boyce didn't even make the, the squad that day. So I suppose he'd have been really disappointed. I've seen on Twitter this, this week well, that. Well, if Albert Crusat's got a game. Well, yeah. <laughs> somebody else got a game, and I, I, can't, I can't recall who it was now, but I remember reading it and thinking, my goodness, I, I didn't even realise he actually played a Premier League game. Well, uh, he played for us. Patrick Van Arnold. Oh, Van, Van. Van Arnold. Oh, I was going to pronounce it different. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've already had a swear word, haven't we, on this one? I forgot. We'll call him Van Arsel. Yeah. Yeah. He's done now since, has he? He's in Holland. Yeah, he's on loan, isn't he? Yeah. Was he still, he's he one still of Chelsea's 20, 23 loanees. Or loaned out players. Mm, that was a top loan, wasn't it? Yeah. Fortnight later, right, go on. You're a pain in the ass, get back. So, out of the, over the past. 15 years, Palace have been like one of these teams that we've kept missing, haven't we, with promotions mm. and relegations. Like passing ships in the night. Yeah, and we're going to collide on Saturday. We're going to collide. We know what to expect, though, with the Pulis side, don't we? <laughs> we, know, we know exactly where they're going to set up. No, they're going to be right. tough to beat, and they're going to be playing rugby tactics. Yeah. What so you, we're not expecting a good, entertaining Saturday afternoon, are we? Let's face it. It's going to be a clog fest, isn't it? You're going to come off at five o'clock thinking, why on earth did I bother? Do you think? Yeah. When we won 3 0. I don't know, I think well, when we've played Stoke, we've had some entertaining games. Yeah. I think the last three have been, well, the last two was two all. Both yes. entertaining games, yeah. even though they're not the greatest team to watch. It can be effective at times. One of the best games I've ever seen was Stoke away, 1 0. <laughs> yeah, no, fantastic. Hugo, no, Hugo. I'm joking. I know. So, so McCall one was pretty good because mm-hmm. we were unbe- that was the uh, we were unbeaten that season, and we were going off singing we are unbeatable, and then we lost the next two games. <laughs> 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 yeah. So we got uh, Palace in town. The FA Cup. We've, we've just said about the tightness in the team, the injuries we've been picking up. Should we make a lot of changes? Do we give the cup the respect? as old as that it should have, what do we do? Gareth? Well I think as defending champions, especially on the back of a 3-0 defeat, we should go out on Saturday and do our absolute best, good performance, and try our best to beat them. It's going to be tough against Pulis, it's going to be set up tight, they don't concede a lot of goals. We've got to go for it. The thing is, if they set up tight and they're only conceding one at the Etihad, are they not sitting back and conceding a bit of possession? Which will that not play into our hands a bit? Maybe. I think I'd say we go play against Palace, Espinosa. I think he'd be getting stuck into him. I think he won't stop running. And you know, they used to maybe a bit more time on the ball, and he won't give it him. I think you know, starting him obviously some fresh legs as well. He's probably gonna. See, I'm thinking if we've got time and we're looking for a defence to unlock, I'm thinking give Jordi Gomez a bit of a run. There you go. And take time on the ball. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm. If I walk off at five o'clock thinking, yeah, I enjoyed myself, that's all I care about, really. I did that at the MK Don games, mm. and, and you know, I, I know it was a bad result on paper, but yeah. it was really entertaining, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. That was a fantastic game of football, yeah, And it's yeah. really enjoyed. If it, the mm. thing is, if that was a league game against, you know, if we're playing someone more down the league, we drew 3 3 at home, we'd be coming off disappointed. Like Doncaster at home, kept 2 all. Last minute equaliser and all, but like I said, we came off disappointed. The result was entertaining the game as it was, but because it was in the cup, you can kind of just take it with a pinch of salt a little bit, can't you? Well, because that's because you haven't lost anything, have you? No, exactly. Yeah. You haven't lost. You've not dropped so points. You're not. You've not dropped points. You're still in with the show. All right, you've got to go to yeah. a replay. So you haven't lost. Yeah. Um, you haven't lost anything. Going back to start this game, I think what we should be doing now is looking at the way the manager's going to pick his side against. The particular uh, outfit of um, that Palace are going to turn up. I think you're going to pick your, your strongest side for every game. If you win on Saturday, it puts confidence in the team. If you can get a couple of goals, whoever gets them goals gets a little bit of confidence for the following game. All right, the following right. games on the Tuesday. I don't think you have, should even be thinking about next Tuesday's game. You've got Saturday's game. I disagree. I think we've got strength in depth this year, which we've not had for a lot of years. 
So I think rotating the squad isn't negative because we've got a lot of players who can slot onto the first team, as we've shown on a number of occasions, because how many times that squad changed from game to game? So I'll probably play a few players who didn't play against Doncaster, not because I want to disrespect the cup or I think the weaker players and I want to save people for Tuesday, to rotate it, give people a chance. At the end of the day, we lost 3-0 last week. I was going to do a bit of research into this and I haven't had a chance, so it's only because it's cropped up. You talk about rotating the squad. How many times have we seen Uwe Rosler not use all three substitutes? Mm. It, I, I don't know what it is because off the top of my head, I know it's few. Or it feels like he uses three substitutes every match, mm. but I'm sure he probably hasn't used them every game. But in terms of rotation, the rotation's there on a match day. Never mind. Do you rotate for rotation's sake, or do you rotate the <coughs> squad? to match and beat the team you're playing against. Because if you're rotating to just give people a chance to, to, no. to bring fresh... But it, but you, it's you, not rotation, is but it? the thing is, it's though, using your squad... To he need, he needs to have time. a look at what he's got, though, because yeah. he's not been here that long, and it's a good chance for him to see what others can probably do. One thing isn't that, what he, did, isn't that what he did on Saturday against Doncaster? Well, it is. It, well, it he is. certainly did that against one thing we can't do this Saturday is start Chris McCann centre half because they'll be putting balls in that box all day long well, and if we do that we're going to get destroyed so but it, I, I mean it all back. depends on how you how you take uh, rotation like you say are you yeah. rotation rotating for rotating sake there's always a reason to put somebody in any position whether that reason is you know you want to give somebody a bit of experience you want to give somebody else a bit of a rest you think somebody might be matched up against the opposition particularly well. There's always a reason and a justification for any selection, whatever it may be. And out of changing the priorities in those justifications, that's where your rotation comes mm. from. You, know, you, you look back in, you look back 30 years, and they just used to say, "That's my best 11 players. I'm playing them 11 players." End of story. Not, I'll try and get him a bit of experience really for next. Year. You know, they didn't even think about that. It was all on that's my best team, that's who I play. Whereas now, because I, I, times have changed really, you, you kind of, you're thinking ahead as, as well. You're not think, you know, I know you said you've got to concentrate on the next game, which is true, but you're also conscious that you've got games coming up. And, and yeah. Did they not you see, I, I totally disagree with this thing about looking at your games after, because you, you've only got, you can't go beyond this next game, because on the match day, you could end up with three players with broken bloody legs. Could do. It's all right if you if you're three four nil up in it with half an hour go. Then we could rest in maybe one yeah. or two your, your key players, but not if the game's there to be won. I won't. So. I won't say resting for resting them's sake. I agree with that. I'd yeah. say if if they need a rest, if they're knackered, and if someone who is fully fit is going to be more is going to be more beneficial to you in that game, not not the Tuesday game. If say, for example, say Ben Watson, if he's Still knackered if he's take carrying a knock or whatnot. Rather play Espinosa, although I think Watson's a better player. Surely Espinosa would be a better attribute to you on Saturday than. But even even round the, 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 the table tonight, we've actually said it'd be great to see Espinosa playing in this game because Espinosa is the kind of player who will, you know, thrive against Crystal Palace. Mm. So that's what I'm getting at. Is yeah, include him if he's the best player I to agree. be included in the team on that day. Yeah. <coughs> and I think that's as far as it goes when you're planning the actual lineup. You know, this whole idea of um, managers sending scouts out and the scout reports come back and they've got these little diagrams showing you what formation they played and who's the main, main, main players, etc, etc. Et What's the point of doing all that if you're just going to say, oh, I'm not going to pick him because I need to save him for Tuesday so I'm going to bring him in or, or this following. No, you look at the setup, you look at how they're going to set up or how you think they're going to set up and then you pick your best 11 to face them to win that game. Irrespective of how many games you've got, got coming up in the following week. And that's well, how it should be well, every single game. Right, Greg says your best 11 might consist of one player who's played every game this season, absolutely knackered, carrying a knock. And the wise thing to do is to bring somebody else in who can give you just as good. I, I mean, this if, if it's like for like, then you do it. It's, well, common, it's sensical. It's like, it's like for like. Well, it's, well, it's like burning. You know, but, but then. It's knackered, isn't it? But you could do with the rest. Yeah, I, see, this is the thing. Who you, do you bring in instead of it? You judge it based on the results. You, you look at the you look at the team. You look at the squad. You know, on 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 day one of the the football league season, you pick your first eleven players and say that's our best team. Come end of May, 
that's never the same team. Yeah. You know, you, you look at two seasons ago where we went on that run where we didn't change the team, we beat everybody in sight, and it was purely down to a bunch of players all coming into form at the same time. Were they the best players? Not necessarily. You perhaps had some good players on the bench who were perfectly adequate, and sometimes it comes down to a question of do a play. You know, there, there was an argument at one point where Boise and Ronnie Stan were playing in, in, the, in the city, and basically, whichever one was on the bench, people were calling to get a game if the guy in the shirt didn't play brilliantly. Yeah. And and you, you swap them over, and the calls were, oh no, hang on, we should bring Ronnie Stan back in because he was all right. Boyce has had a bit of a poor game there. And you're almost saying that the best player is the player who you're looking for somebody who can predict, right, you two are evenly matched, who's going to have a good game today? And that's that, you, you can't go in the dressing room and say, you know, are you going to play well today? Right? You say, oh, I'll do my best for you, boss. You know, Gareth, are you going to do, do well today or are you going to play better than Rob? He says, well, I don't know. How's he supposed to have any idea? You just go out, you just got to go in a gut fail. They're all. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it does work. Well, it goes to show, doesn't it? It did not work for us on Saturday. Yeah. And he made the, he made the changes thinking that Rob well, was still going to beat the uh, beat Doncaster, but it <coughs> backfired on him. Backfired on him. Well, I think that's exhausted that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, discussion. Good, good, yeah. good discussion. Before we move on, uh, the referee is Mike Jones. Premier League referee, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, was playing Palace, who are Premier League side. Well, did uh, he, referee, he refereed something at the weekend, didn't he, that I was watching? I can't it, well, he refereed us against no, Burnley. 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 He was refereeing something in the Premier League at the weekend. Yeah, he did. So it was Newcastle. Newcastle was the last game he refereed. Newcastle and City, and he, di he disallowed the goal. Yeah, that, that would be where I know his name from. Yeah. Like, Good yeah, decision, that ref. Yeah, yeah that's on his name. Never mind what that head coach you think. Yeah. Oh, he's been relegated to us then, has he? Yeah. Well, it's FA Cup week, there's no Premier League yeah. game, so um, yeah. Uh, he's wrestled against Burnley, issued two yellow cards that game, one to each. And, but I can't remember him doing anything outlandish in that game. No. Uh, I welcome. A Premier League referee at one of our games. Yeah, yeah me, me and Al. Yeah, it makes a change. So even yeah. he's one of the fools. As long as it's not oh. Anthony Taylor. I don't know. Oh, Anthony Anthony Taylor. Or Phil Dowd. Yeah. Oh, Phil Dowd's all right. He's all right. Now. Phil Dowd's not in Ferguson's pocket anymore, is he? So he's probably no. a bit fairer these days. That's yeah. where, isn't it? Right, let's well, have some predictions then. I know we started to predict for the FA Cup because we've no idea what teams are going to be put out. It's a riot. Make predicts a riot back to the 1980s. Gareth. Give us your good feeling. Well, as I said, Tony Pulis sets his team up, we all know. You don't need me to say it, so it's going to be tough against them. I think they might make it go 1 0. 1 0 to the Latics. Rob? Cup holders, aren't we? Going to be a better performance than last week. I'm going to score oh, one apiece. One apiece? I think home tie, Bayon crowd, is going to swing it in our <laughs> favour. 1 0 Wigan. 1 0. Paul? 0 0. Classic nil. Oh, I'm, I think I'm going to walk away from there thinking, why did I pitch up? Why did I not stay at home and do me tiling? <laughs> so, where Because three weeks ago, <laughs> <before laughs> you mentioned the tiling. Hey, two on latics. Two on latics. There's great. And you know what? I'm going to go in the same, <laughs> same scoreline as, um, as Paul. I'm going to go nil nil. Sounds like an enthralling game. Uh, I think we're in for a treat on Saturday. I'm going to go for 3 2 to latics. We're going to see five goals and goals of action. That's what we do. Thanks. Thanks. I hope you're alright, not me. Before we finish tonight, we've got the, uh, just a quick uh, look forward to Tuesday. We've got Middlesbrough away. Uh, we've been talking about Doncaster. And uh, after we, we drew with them two apiece, we played Middlesbrough a week later and drew with them two apiece as well at home. Um, Gareth, you've got some facts and figures, I believe, some stats. I haven't got much really on Middlesbrough, but they're, they're ahead of us. They're ninth in the table, having played 26, won nine, drawn nine, lost eight. They scored 41 goals. Oh. So, you know, they know how to hit the back of the net, and like us, they're on 36 points. The leading scorer is Albert Adama, is that how you say it? Adoma. Adoma. Second is Mustafa Carriol, who scored seven, and Grant. Lead bitter who scored six. He was at Ipswich, weren't we? Were you what, as well. You, I'm going to stick a bet on here. You bet none of them three live in bloody Middlesbrough. <laughs> Grant Ladbetter's from. 
I don't care where he's from. From Northeast, isn't it? From Wall Living Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah, it was. I've been. Yeah, I've been. I've been. Oh, yeah, I've been. Yeah. All the Middlesbrough. Well, it's nice to live in Middlesbrough. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Jay. It's Sunday, I know. It's a lovely place. Yes, it's a tough place to go, isn't it? It's not going to be easy. They're a vastly improving side. Under the new gaffer. Exactly. Similar to us, really. We struggled early season. Uh, November time, I think they pulled the trigger, got this Karanka guy in. Yeah. Uh, they played a lot better football. Um, like I said, they started winning games. Yeah, they're that's the players, I think. No one really talks about them, but I think they could push the players. I think they're going to be similar to us. I think there's probably, you've got us, Blackburn, Middlesbrough, mm. one or two others who's going to be trying to nick in one of them last two playoff spots, and I think they're one of the sides yeah. what we should be wary of. That's ground. That's great. Been. You've never been? Oh, no, oh, yeah, it's nice. I got uh, taken round round town when I was up there last time and uh, tried the local delicacy. We were like like our pies. Yeah, like, like Parmo. Yeah, Parmo. They love this. It's it's like an heart attack. Yeah, what it's you a get. month worth of calories, isn't it? It's an unbelievable dish. I had a mate from Sunderland at uni, yeah. and Jesus, he explained it to me once. It's just Parmesan and cheese all melted together. God. They've got electricity now, you know. Mm. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's a bit of an hour though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's recently installed. Predictions, Gareth? Just win, lose, or draw? Draw, one apiece. Rob? It's going to be tough. I think it's just going to be a score draw. I'll go with Gareth, one on. Score draw, two? Yeah. No. One nil away win. Oh. I, I agree with that, but yeah, we'll just yeah. one way, one nil. Right. Two one away win. I'm going for the draw, score, score, draw. Yeah. I would take a draw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, a point would be a reasonable return from what we're at, was at this mm. stage. Yeah. Right then, so until next time, this is the Progress with Unity crew wishing you all a happy FA Cup journey this weekend, and we'll see you there at the uh, DW. Just before we finish, if anybody's listening to uh, this podcast via iTunes, we'd be much grateful if you'd give us a review. Not necessarily on this this particular edition because <laughs> it might not be the best one oh, I thought it was quite good but uh, just give us a review uh, just to help our statistics along so we can keep a track on what's going on although our downloads are very good but we need uh, we need yeah, some a bit of feedback so yeah unless you're going to give us one star then don't bother no one, <laughs> one star reviews are always comical yeah do that if you give us a one star you have to make it with anyway it's a good night from me <laughs> good, good night from us cheers
sang no upward lean. 